Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Are you searching for the best in online black radio? Then go to BlackTalkRadioNetwork.com. Helping you filter through the noise. Real talk. Black talk. The internet is full of half-truths and all-out lies. We've all seen them, and many people on social media complaining about it. Here's your chance to show and prove. WorldAfropedia.com is a black-owned and operated encyclopedia. There are several thousand articles, but we need help. We can't uncover all the truth ourselves. So please, join us and become a writer, editor, or blogger for WorldAfropedia.com today. Every little bit counts. We owe it to the future generations to put the truth out there. Visit worldafropedia.com, the African-centered encyclopedia, a global database of African knowledge for the purpose of bringing about global African wisdom and understanding. Worldafropedia.com. Well, on Monday, the long-awaited trial of Officer Randall Carrick will begin. He is accused of gunning down Jonathan Farrell in September of 2013 in East Charlotte. Carrick is white and Farrell is African-American. Protesters are expected for this trial. NBC Charlotte's Glenn Count spoke with the leader of a local civil rights group today and has that story for us. When Randall Carrick comes to the Mecklenburg County Courthouse, there will be lots of people to greet him, some to protest him, some to support him. We're definitely going to have a presence. Our organization will be present literally every day. We're going to have members um, doing, we have to do shift changes. Today, John Barnett of True Healing Under God Ministries held a news conference to generate support for a rally on Sunday at 3 p.m. at Redemption Ministries. We talked to him yesterday about it. We will have other mothers there whose sons have been shot in Charlotte, who cases have been labeled as a cold case. Um, just so many supporters and so many speakers are going to be there Sunday. Barnett is hoping for a big turnout on Sunday that will result in a huge turnout on Monday, and he wants at least 50 demonstrators to show up every day during jury selection, which could last anywhere from two weeks to two months. And what I mean by connecting is for them to embrace it and not only just um, watch it on the news, but actually come out to the court hearing. Um, I think it's very important that we initiate um, direct action on this particular case. Barnett's group is looking for a conviction, and probably most protesters will be as well. But Carrick will have some supporters in the crowd, including fellow officers. At the Mecklenburg County Courthouse, Glenn Counts, NBC Charlotte. NBC Charlotte is committed to bringing you the very latest on this story. We will be live at the courthouse all day on Monday as jury selection begins, and you can always find updates on our website at wcnc.com context of white supremacy. Thus, T. Renegade in for another broadcast, hopefully to share constructive information on the system of white supremacy. 
Today's date, Sunday, July 19th, 2015. So I have been told uh, this is our once a month early start. Uh, again, trying to uh, encourage, uh, at least make sure we have one spot per month uh, where listeners uh, who are outside the states, they have opportunity where they can uh, participate, where it's not too late, uh, where they don't have to be up uh, really, really late uh, or super early uh, to try to participate. Uh, also for folks uh, who are in the states, uh, but who for whatever reason, they are not able to participate during our normal broadcast time. Uh, we Want to make sure we have at least one program uh, per month now uh, where folks can uh, tune in uh, and uh, participate, share their views, anything that we've discussed related to racism. Uh, our once a month early program, always uh, with one of our, uh, I guess, relatively speaking, long time <laughs> listeners now uh, joining us. Shani, Shani, are you with us? Hello, Gus. How are you? Right, poorly. Good to hear from you. Uh, we'll get updates. Workplace racism. Uh, her regular segment. Um, how her mom, white mom, has been practicing racism. And any other thoughts she wants to give with us on racism uh, for folks who are listening in. If you want to participate, the number to dial is seven six zero five six nine seven six seven six and decode is five six four nine four three pound press star six if you would like to participate right on good to hear from you uh shanny anything uh stand out that you wanted to uh, make sure you commented on anything stand out this week or in the news or anything you wanted to make sure you share before we get started As of right now, uh, nothing's really coming to mind. I do have some workplace racism to discuss. Great. Uh, I didn't um, mean to interrupt you. Did you have something else you wanted to say? Oh, did did you want me to say it now, or did you want me to? Um, Let's see. uh, Let's hold the workplace racism uh, a little bit. We'll definitely uh, make sure we get to that before we uh, sign off. Um, I wanted to, uh, I feel like we've made it a segment now, even though I think this is only like our third early broadcast that we've done um, starting in May, but um, having a part of the program be our segment, just your observations on ways that your mom might have practiced racism. I thought we had like a cool title uh, for this last time. I have to go back and listen again because I thought we had a title for this, but Ways, observations on ways that your mom has practiced racism. Uh, it's been 30 days since we had the last time that you uh, shared. Has anything stood out in your mom's conduct where you're like, oh, yep, I definitely think she was practicing racism there? Um, she did mention to me about a uh, situation. I don't know where it was, but she was, t- oh, I think it was in New York. She said that, um, some male uh, had raped an 88-year-old woman. Uh, she didn't really discuss in terms of uh, the race of both people. Um, I got kind of sidetracked. I was going to ask her, but she just kind of came out of nowhere and asked me, and she's like, oh, it's sad. And I don't know why she felt like she needed to tell me that information. So <laughs> I was kind of sidetracked. I was doing some dishes, and she just came out of nowhere. But 
still do that from time to time. <laughs> Make random statements about stuff. Um, as of right now, um, I really, she's been kind of quiet lately. Uh, we've been having some family issues in my dad's side of the family, and she's kind of just been more attentive to that. Uh, but other than that, um, I haven't really seen anything lately. I'm sure something is eventually going to come up, especially with the news and all, when they come up with uh, more situations going on. She usually has an opinion about that. <laughs> For... Uh... Folks listening in, Shani, she uh non-white female. Uh, she does have a black parent and a white parent. She's been on the program before as a guest and a caller. We've discussed this uh, in detail. Um, since it looks like, you know, this will be something, at least a short little segment each time, just to see kind of ways, observations, mm-hmm. things that have stood out in your own mom's behavior, just in case there are newer yeah. listeners uh, who might be tuning in who are like, you know, wait a minute, Gus is, you know, what is he doing here? He's he's taking advantage of this poor non-white female and, and getting her to talk bad about her mom or whatever the case may be. Just for any new listeners who may be taken aback hearing you talk about ways that your mom might have been practicing racism, uh, how would you explain this observation, this this understanding that my mom is white, she's still my mom, but it's likely that she's practicing racism in a lot of different ways. How would you explain that to a listener? Um, well, I guess I would explain it in regards to, well, I've, I've started listening to Gus' show since starting in 2012, and I had um, become open to my dad about the show I was listening to, and there will be moments where she will be very attentive and try to, come in the conversation and be like, what are we talking about? I was like, oh, just some radio show about, you know, white supremacy. And, you know, she doesn't give me a look that's like, like, why would you be listening to something like that? Um, but my dad seemed to be open about it. Um, even, I mean, I've started noticing her acting differently um, since I've been listening to Gus show. I've been very attentive to her behaviors towards me since I've been talking about racism since. Um, a lot of the situations that have been going on in the news with the Baltimore riots, um, and even oh, even the situation I didn't mention this, uh, the situation with that football player who had uh, hit that white female at the bar, and I was sitting there at my parents watching that, and I was like, "That's a shame." Now, the reason why I was saying is, my dad asked me, "Well, why are you saying it's a shame?" My mom's looking at me like, "Oh, I know what she's already going to say." I said it's a shame because it looks to me she started the fight and at the end of the day she's a white woman and it doesn't even matter if she hits him first. At the end of the day, you know, he's going to be looked at as as the, the criminal and he suffers the consequences of having to even be around this white female. So that's like, well, what are you trying to say? I, well, my thing is if you're in a bar... Um, don't become intoxicated around white people. I would just say don't even be near white people. I would even be go to the bar. If there's white people there, I would just, like, leave. Or just don't be around intoxicated white people. So then, you know, at that moment, my dad was just like, he, in his head, he was like, that doesn't make sense to me because that makes it look like you're racist. Not exactly. 
I, I told him this situation could have been avoided if he had not been near that white woman. <laughs> so, and my mom, she didn't say anything. She just kind of looked at me funny. So she's probably looking at, oh, so you're making it seem like white women are crazy or white women have this intent of um, trying to uh, get black people in trouble. So that, that's the, that just just by the fact that they have this um, advantage or the privilege to do that and get away with it. So she looked at me like that, like kind of funny, like, or what are you trying to say that us white women just are racist like racist like that because we're white women. So it was very interesting when she looked at me, but mm. we kind of just ended the conversation there. And my dad goes on to another topic, as he always does when stuff like this happens, goes on to another topic. Or she'll talk about, oh, I had a nice day at work. I really don't care. But, um, yeah, she'll do stuff like that. So. Fascinating. But like, I, but, like, but like I said, I've been listening to Gus' show for about going on two, two years now. And it's really changed my view, even in regards to my family and how my dad interacts with her. Um, it's, it's a really weird relationship that they have. It's kind of like a very toxic one where it's like they need each other, but they really don't. But it's very interesting. He comes in for the save for the, this poor white woman whose mother just abandoned her because she was messing around with a black male, and he was doing drugs and doing all this stuff. And now it's like um, my mom has been abandoned, and it's like, I need a man, I need a man. And then she goes after my dad who supposedly has all his stuff together, a, a black male who, who's supposedly intellectual, is very strong personality, very aggressive, and she clings to that because that's what she knows. Her grandmother did the same thing, and the next generations after that, they're all doing the same thing. A lot of the mixing going on. So she's only really with my dad because he's like a protector, and um, she can just show him off, and, and he shows her off. She's just like a trophy, and she'll do. And it's funny because she'll do anything that he says. It's really interesting to watch when his family comes over. She has to act like, like she's he's really interesting. She like does she overdoes things for them. Like with my mom's, uh, my my dad's aunt will say, um, oh, um, so and so, um, can you, um, um, she'll be like, um. Basically, my aunt will just sit down, and my mom will come over and be like, "Oh, don't worry, I'll get that for you." And she she'll be like, "No, no, no, I'll do it." She'll like, "No, I'll get." Like she overdoes things. She oh, likes okay. to please people for whatever reasons. I feel like she really does it because she's trying to be the the white woman. Um, she's trying to please the Jamaican family for whatever reason. Oh, um, very interesting. Hang, hang so, tight with the. That is fascinating. Folks can ponder uh, on that. Yeah. Uh, the white woman, we've talked about that quite a bit, especially that situation in Florida State with the fight that was in the uh, report that I talked about over the weekend. Uh, I do see folks uh, have a hand up. We'll check and see if folks have any comments they would like to share. Definitely uh, we'll hear workplace racism. Uh, any other thoughts Shani has to share on things that have taken place over the week? I just wanted to get in really quick before I hit the phone lines. Um, there was an article, I didn't think anything of it because it just looked like uh, more silliness. Uh, and racists will promote, you know, silliness just for the sake of confusion and uh, racial theater. 
But there was this article in the New York Times uh, yesterday. So they had some sort of rally in North Carolina, or excuse me, South Carolina. Uh, the Klan, right, had scheduled. They were going to have this big uh, to-do. They were upset about the flag and, you know, white people under attack, blah, blah, blah. So the article is titled Ku Klux Klan and New Black Panther Party Protest at South Carolina Capitol. Uh, I'm not going to read the whole thing. Uh, it's got like, uh, basically, I guess they, the, the white people that were marching with the Confederate flag and all this other stuff, some of them were Klan members and they had what they report to be members of the New Black Panther Party and they're like shouting white power and black power back and forth. I mean, it just looks like just total nonsense. Um, I didn't think anything of it because it just looked goofy. I think I've seen these kind of, kind of events before and they make a big to-do about it. I think it racists enjoy those type of events because they can make it seem like these are the racists. This, you know, little group, this little motley crew of maybe 50 white people in Klan outfits and Confederate. See, these are the racists. And all we got to do is take care of them and everything, you know, it'll be all good. Uh, nothing could be further from the truth. But I posted this uh, in my uh, on the Facebook group, right, for the cows. I put it on my personal page and I put it in the Facebook group. And it went like ballistic. Like all of these white people, I don't even know where they came from. All of these white people uh, came and started commenting. It is pretty interesting. Uh, you can go to the, the cows Facebook group, uh, facebook.com forward slash RWSWJ. Uh, it is fascinating. Uh, just go check out. I normally, when white people come and comment in the group, I normally just block them uh, because I'm not really interested in trying to uh, have promote an environment where uh, white people just come and, and are hanging out and chatting it up on a daily basis. But it is fascinating. Just go and look through the comments. Uh, I just thought this was a normal goofy article about another goofy incident uh, that white people like to promote. And wow, we whole nother Oh, another thing. You can just go check it out. I might even read some of the comments if we have time. Uh, in the meantime, uh, some of the folks who chimed in, who had a hand up, if you all had anything to share. I think the, the one thing that I was going to comment on was the uh, Jonathan Farrell situation coming up. I had commented on it briefly on the compensatory call in, but I'll share a word on that uh, as we roll. Uh, let's see. The person, uh, Shannon should be back with us. I don't know if he got disconnected, but she should be there. Uh, caller in Florida, you should be with us, and uh, I'll double check see if I'm caller. Oh, I'm hearing. Uh, I don't hear now. Okay, uh, caller in Florida should be with us, and I believe our caller uh, in Norway. See if he's with us as well. Oh, same thing, uh, folks. To make sure if you are with us, make sure you don't have uh, any background noise, radio, TV, anything playing in the background. That would be great. Uh, caller in Florida or caller in Norway, either of you have anything you wanted to share? Uh, not right now. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, just listening. All right on. Right on. Okay. I will check in. I'll call her uh, in Norway. He might just be listening. I will uh, check in in a moment, see if he has uh, commentary to share as well. Good to hear from you, sir. Uh, looking forward. I, I, I'm sure at least some of our listeners saw because it got posted uh, in the cows group. Uh, Anders Breivik, uh, that is another white terrorist. Uh, he is the shooter, killer, 
back in 2011, he went and shot up, uh, or first he blew up the buildings in Oslo, and then he went to the camp and shot up all those children, all those young people that were there. I think it was approximately 80 people or so. Uh, he got accepted to some sort of, uh, I think it was like a political science program uh, at this university uh, in Oslo while he's still serving his uh, prison sentence. That happened this week and got quite a bit of uh, attention. If you want to contrast uh, to uh, the treatment of Sandra Bland and uh, Miss Chapman, we were talking about that, the two black females who were found hanging uh, in their respective jail cells in Alabama and Texas this past week while Mr. And neither one of them accused of anything violent or what have you, stealing a cell phone and a traffic violation, and they end up dead. And Mr. Breivik, he can go and kill uh, almost 100 people, and he's going and getting graduate credits. System of white supremacy right there. Um, let's see. Uh, don't check. They said they were, they were all good. The other folks, I'll just keep an eye out if uh, other folks have comments they want to get in. Anything else stand out this week? I know you still had your workplace racism. Anything else stand out this week uh, in terms of, of just observations, things you saw in the news, or just things that you, you thought were important, Shani? I did notice uh, they were talking about the James Holmes. I don't know if you've seen mm. that. They, uh, they're convicting him, I guess. He's right. going to be in prison for life or something. Right. Um, and then, of course, CNN had the family members on there saying, um, we're glad that this monster is in jail. It was just very interesting just to see how, you know, he, how many people did he shoot up? I think it was like more than 20 people. And you obviously saw the family's reaction, but I'm so glad he's going to be under the jail. And then, you know, um, reflect back to the Dylan Group situation, <laughs> you know, with the, the church members, we forgive you. But, you know, just go back in my head, just. Oh, but, oh. oh, wow. It just really, really just, wow. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, but that's that's pretty much the only thing I've really seen on the news besides the situation with the football player. I, I, to be honest, I really think that was messed up. I really do. I was just like, this is, this is crazy. Like, and, and the way they were talking about it, and the guy's like, he, he apologizes for his behavior. And I'm like, are you serious? Like, this guy was attacked by a crazy racist, and she was making racial slurs. It's like they all just sidetracked the fact that she said racial slurs because, you know, oh, well, who cares what she said? It's probably true anyway. So it's like, I'm just like, what the heck? Uh, I don't know, but well, he he did apologize. The DeAndre Johnson is the player's name. He did apologize. He was on uh, Good Morning America this week with his mom, and uh, his mom was very obviously uh, distraught about all of this, and um, uh -huh. he was trying to console her, and uh, he apologized, and uh, he said on Good Morning America, he said that. Uh, you know, her making uh, racial slurs that that didn't justify striking her and he should have walked away like he was, you know, trying to say <laughs> the correct thing, um, in, in my opinion, saying the correct thing so that hopefully uh, he will not lose his entire career and he'll be able to <clears throat> maybe try to enlist in another school so he can continue to 
to play football and what have you. But um, uh, yeah, he, he apologized and, and all of that and said he should have just walked away and all that stuff. And it didn't justify hitting her. Um, I, you know, I gave my my opinion on this. I agree. This whole situation vanishes if you are not in the bar to begin with. Uh, and she struck him. She also is alleged to have uh, hit him in the groin before the punch that she threw that was on the camera uh, in the face, and nothing happened to her. That is the power of white women. Um, the uh, James Holmes situation, that that was interesting because the shooting that happened in Chattanooga uh, this week, that at the same time that you get a white terrorist in Colorado convicted, uh, you have another shooting out in Chattanooga. I'm not for sure if that was a white person or a non-white person. I know they've been saying that <clears throat> this person was a Muslim and all that from the photos that I've seen. It looks like he could be a white person. Uh, there are individuals who are classified as white who also say that they are quote-unquote Muslim. So I have to get more detail uh, on that one. I did think it was interesting, though, uh, them saying that this person was Muslim and they immediately classified that shooting as an act of terrorism. Uh, there were public officials and other folks who, I mean, as soon as it happened, it was reported as an act of terrorism. And even some mainstream outlets um, juxtaposed that with what happened in Charleston, uh, where you had a lot more people who died. But that incident was not immediately classified as an act of terrorism. Uh, just talking about the difference between the two. But I thought that was um, significant this week as well. Uh, one of the things that happened. Um, yeah, the, uh, I had something, I, I still had the Jonathan Farrell thing on my mind cause I was checking it. I was checking out some of the different, uh, news things. I know right now they're just at the jury, uh, selection phrase. That's going to be starting on Monday that may or may not take a significant amount of time, but I'm, um, I think it's, it's going to be a very painful experience, obviously all of these situations where you've got somebody who's lost a life, but I think it's going to be particularly traumatic uh, for black people, given everything that's happening. Uh, I think it'll be something uh, worth paying attention to, seeing how all that all that evolves. Right on. Um, folks, again. Oh, that's yes, ma'am. Go right ahead. Um, actually, one more uh, thing to talk about. Um, are you you're aware of the woman who um, who died in, in the, um, the jail cell? I was just, uh, somebody was sending me information about that this week and um it's funny because she made a um a video about the police and stopping like police brutality and stuff and it's just very interesting and then she dies in the jail cell and do you know if they talked about it on cnn they've been talking about it uh, quite a bit i think sandra bland um well i mean yeah. there was more than one female black female who was found hanging in a jail cell this week unfortunately but uh, the main one, uh, Sandra Bland. Um, yeah, there was an 18-year-old black female in Alabama who was also found hanging in a jail cell, um, which was reported the same day as Sandra Bland that just didn't get as much attention. But, um, yeah, that, that situ the Sandra Bland situation I have seen, that has gotten uh, quite a bit of attention. Um, that was, uh, they did a segment on Democracy Now! on that yesterday. Uh, I've seen it in a lot of the uh, other publications, uh, Vox and a lot of those. I'd have to double, I think uh, the Washington Post, they had a big segment, front page segment, I think, 
uh, on it as well. So I think that has gotten a lot of attention uh, where a lot of people have been talking about that. I don't watch CNN as much like I don't <laughs> I don't watch them every day. So I don't know if CNN specifically has done anything. I can check to see if they have. But I think uh, a lot of folks, a lot of mainstream outlets have been talking about the Sandra Bland case. And um, one more thing. I uh, there, There's a movie coming out uh, called, is it Out of the Darkness? It's an independent film, and some of the people from Hidden Colors um, are going to be in this new documentary that's coming out. I got to figure out what the name was, but I was on YouTube, and I was looking at the trailer, and it was talking about all the, the the shooting, the police brutality shootings, the uh, recently happy with the McKinney incident. And I was like, whoa, this is an interesting documentary. When's this coming out? So I'm, I'll give you that information, Gus, but I, I'm not sure who's... I know Tyreek's not doing this movie, but I'll definitely get that information out here. All right, on. That would be uh, good. I'm sure listeners would be interested. CNN has done a lot. I thought they had, because everybody else has. CNN has done a lot on... Uh, Sandra Bland uh, as well. So, yeah, it's got a lot of attention. Mm. Uh, the, uh, oh, it looks like there are a lot of, looks like there are quite a few different films called Out of the Dark or Out of Darkness or different permutations of that, uh, of that title. So if I, if I get the exact title or what have you, find the one that she's referencing, I'll post it as well so folks can. Uh, check on that. Oh, and again, we should be back tomorrow. We should uh, have the folks on in Alabama. You heard one of uh, the witnesses with the Anthony Ware situation also in Alabama. Uh, we should have uh, family, friends on to talk about what they observed uh, with the death of Anthony Ware and uh, how the police have handled the situation. I think they've released like two hours of body cam footage that conveniently does not show crucial moments uh, where Mr. Ware died and what happened. Uh, they had like a struggle in the woods and, and you don't really get to see a lot of that. So uh, it's a lot of, of just suspicion and confusion again, but they should be on tomorrow to just kind of clarify what they've seen and how all this has transpired. Normal time, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific uh, tomorrow evening, Monday. Uh, with that, let's see. Uh, again, and this is not our normal uh, like three hour program so if folks that are listening in if you have something that you want to comment on some of the things that you've heard um and or other comments certainly we are going to make some time so shannon can give an update on the workplace racism situation so if folks have things they want to comment on at that feel free but it's not the normal three hours it's supposed to be an hour so definitely don't lollygag if you have something that you want to uh share or chime in feel free 760-569-7676 code is five six four nine four three pound press star six if you would like to participate i'm gonna check one more time our caller uh in norwood just to see if he uh, had anything you want to share as well no i was right on time he should be there uh sir are you with us yeah this is silent warrior norway greetings sir greetings um, you asked me to um, give any thoughts about uh, Breivik being admitted into the University of Oslo. 
Oh, cool. Hello? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. If you have any thoughts on that or if anything else stood out that you want to make sure you comment on. Okay. Yeah, thanks. Well, um, it seems uh, like uh, standard. So far, from what I've read, it seems to be somewhat standard procedure. He, he had the grades, so he was allowed to admit he won't be able to go to classes and he probably won't be able to get the degree since... Uh, there are like nine obligatory um, courses that he has to participate with uh, teachers and so on and other students and he, the conditions of his uh, imprisonment mean that he won't be able to he won't be able to do it. I suspect it's a tactic on his behalf to because the course uh, that he's signed up for involves uh, learning about minorities. So I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if five years from now uh, he'd be part of some some attempt to you know be released from prison in some way or the other. Um, it's being played up, but I I my gut feeling on all of this is like you know when you have when you've got a spectacle like this, if it gets admitted into university and it's up on the newspapers all over the media. It's just uh, highlighting, once again, what, what white supremacy is and that here we can have a uh, mass murderer. 70, over 70 people, I believe, killed and he is going to be treated um, like uh, he's going to be not mistreated. <laughs> um, but meanwhile, all around the country, you've got uh, people who come here from other countries seeking asylum, and they live in virtual internment camps. Um, or if, even if they're allowed to, you know, they're not allowed to live anywhere else, but they, can, they may go around the country. But even if they're, they're allowed to walk around, they're in this uncertain visa situation for five, ten years, and then they may get sent home anyway. So non-white people here are who have suffered at the hands of violence and who are applying for asylum are treated with uh, very little value compared to this uh, white male who has hurt so many people. Uh, one of my... Um, colleagues uh, was on that island and you know his comment to the newspapers was that um, why are we spending so much resources on him and uh, I think it's just uh, another it's further proof of what white supremacy is I'd like to I, if, if it, I'd like I'd, I really would love to be able to get in on some workplace racism because I've got a good case I mean yeah, but I don't know if this, when would be a good time for that. Always a good time to, to discuss workplace racism. Feel free. We can get yours in and then Shannon can get hers in and, and we can discuss. And if other folks have contributions on that, that'll be great. But yeah, always a good time for workplace racism. All right. I'm a really, I'm a student, I'm a student politician in this country. A student politician is no, nothing dangerous. It's just, you know, hard represent students and, you know, the, the Norwegian law says that students on any board that makes a decision about a student, you should have at least 20% of the board be students. So it's very hard. Uh, and there's a lot of money being put towards uh, funding student organizations 
having the student representatives challenge the politicians. Um, just last year, um, I was part of a campaign that uh, ended this uh, attempt by the current uh, right-wing government to introduce tuition fees for students from outside Norway. They wanted to charge us to, to study here, but uh, together with the Norwegian students, we got them out. Anyway, I'm up in a student, local student organization as the international officer, and then um, I decided to run. I was encouraged to run for um, vice um, president of the student organization for a school. And uh, the current leader was r r running again for re-election, and, you know, she had petitioned me for several months but, uh, to, like, be her vice because she was having conflict with her current. And, you know, um, I was a bit hesitant because of her, leader, her leadership style isn't uh, so mature. Anyway, I'm up, up. I'm in another organization, another student organization, and I had run for a nest leader, um, a vice president position there on the board that manages the student welfare for a school. And I beat this other guy. It was like a snappy election. He didn't know, they didn't know I was running. I had just discussed it with her. And she said, like, yeah, go for it. So I run against this guy. I beat him. Nine, nine people on the board board voting, I beat him five to four, I'm next later. Anyway, so he comes around again in March and he's running against, for me for, he's running for this uh, vice president position. So all of a sudden, um, I, uh, I'm a bit curious because I suspect that he's getting support from this, these two people these two women that are the most senior in the student organization, and one of them is my um, direct boss, and the other one has been the boss about three years ago and now works as a like organizational consultant. Anyway, I'm up in there, surprised that this guy's running. Um, both these two powerful women tell me directly that they think I should run, but you know, in this other student welfare organization, they're doing some gangster shit that I can't stand for. They wanted to like hire a director after a merger without going through a proper process. I'm the only one not from their part of Norway, so I'm not supporting it. Anyway, they, I suspect they will get gangster on me. And anyway, I'm up in there in the election meeting where I'm supposed to sit in front of these 16 elected representatives and they're going to choose who's going to be their vice leader. I'm standing outside after the leader has just gone through her grilling session. She comes out and then me and this other guy who's the, we're both running for this vice president position. You know, we're there and, you know, we're trying to just chill together and, you know, he's asking, oh, did they treat you rough in there? Did they ask any difficult questions? And, you know, did they ask about this? Did they ask about that? Did they ask about color? And looks to me. I'm shocked. Why I, I'm already, I'm shocked. I, I look at her and she just laughs and says, ha, 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 no, no, no. I was like, what the fuck? Anyway, I lose the election. Not even told by how much, 
but uh, afterwards, a week afterwards, I told I'm, I was told that they asked her who does she want as Nestleda, and she chose him. She said I would rather have him as Nestleda because we have different personalities. Meanwhile, this woman didn't tell me. She, she, I mean, she had been sick for like six weeks leading up to the election, so nobody. She had had some brain injury, head injury. So, you know, our executive or um, the leadership in our student organization was was, uh, was without a hardcore leader, and and they're pulling more than my extra weight because we're splitting up in four different campuses that are between like an hour, two hours from each other. So I'm, I'm the only one on my campus. I'm pulling the extra weight, trying to get everybody to sign up for the new elections while doing my regular job. And this woman don't have the courtesy to tell me like, yeah, I really don't need it to be my vice president anymore. Um, you should just go ahead and run, rerun for your old position. So... But this uh, this mention about skin color, right before we were both going to go into be interviewed, and where she herself is chairing the meeting, really um, threw me off. And uh, what I did about it uh, was I spoke about it. Uh, it took me a few days, but then I. I decided to, because uh, first of all, I, can I get some feedback? Hello? Muted. Sorry about that. Um, I would say, number one, uh, we have international confirmation on the danger of white women, because from what I heard, it seemed like uh, even perhaps more behind the scenes maybe it seems like white women were integrally <clears throat> integrally involved uh in this situation and perhaps even manipulating some things behind the scenes in terms of encouraging this guy like yeah 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 we're ready to roll and uh you go ahead and run we'll support you we'll get him out of here for this vice president position uh and this guy the one that that uh you're running against for the vice presidency and he he made his little snide remark about did they say anything about color i think too anytime uh if this is the same guy that you were competing against before and you beat him um that they kind of have those vendettas where they will be like you know oh man there's no way i'm supposed to lose to a black person everything is a competition a race so they will have a vendetta. They will not rest. They will. I mean, it's like they will make it their mission to make sure that they get back at you and, and, and beat you back. You're not supposed to be the white person ever at anything. Um, in terms of feedback, it's uh, I, don't, I don't I don't I don't really have feedback in terms of, of anything. OK, then can I can I continue? Because oh, yeah, absolutely. I just want, absolutely. Yeah. Um, this this leader has a child with a black man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and they're no longer with a black man. She, and she thinks she's down. She knows, listen, she knows my, she knows my music. She know, you're not, you can hit it another time because she knows music that I don't even know. Conscious reggae music that I don't even know about she's introducing me to. Wow. Watch this. We're merging with another school. 
I go to, we go to visit this other school, our leadership, their leadership to meet up, you know. There's another black guy. I guess he's half, uh, half Norwegian, half from an outside Norway. He's like shy, can't even look me in the eye or talk to me or whatever, right? But in the meeting, because we're coming with some gangster shit, we're trying to, we want to dominate and determine the conditions of our eventual merger. Anyway, he's standing up for his people, his students, and be like, you know, we don't know if this sounds good or, you know. Anyway, but uh, she makes this remark near the end where she's, you know, there, you know, because there's a lot of sex, she runs a lot of sexual jokes. And uh, there was running some sexual jokes about, you know, we go to have a team meeting and we'll like have lots of blah, blah, blah. And he was like, no, I don't want none of that. And she says, yes, we're going to do that and you're going to enjoy it. I was really surprised, <laughs> surprised by her aggressiveness towards this guy. Anyway, we, we're leaving there in the car, you know, she makes a remark about it to me, you know, like, you know, you know, that's really strange, a black man that, you know, that won't accept a sexual advance from a white woman. Basically, that's what she's saying. And, um, you see, she's run, my analysis is that she's running the deception and then the person who's the woman, other woman that's older than her, she runs the the force, like the violence. Because um, after I got, I had owed some rent. After I got, uh, after I beat her boy, and you know, I wasn't just going to be kissing the new director's ass. Um, we're there to, our board is there to manage him. Yeah, I'm not, and I'm not going up into the board meeting not just to be an extra voice. You know, I made some, some critical remarks. Anyway, they find out that I owe rent, and she sends me a letter a month after being like, you know, you should consider yourself, your position on the board. Basically trying to freak me out into either withdrawing or being submissive to them. Um... Anyway, I just, I hold off for like two, three days, think it through. Um, talk, I talked to the leader, my boss, and you know, she was like, oh, I don't think that was an easy letter for her to write. I asked her if she knew about it, and she was like, no. So, um, but the way she said it, I knew immediately that she kind of, that she lied to me, or that she felt that she couldn't tell me the truth. Anyway, I fixed, I squashed it with them, she, um, the older uh, woman wants me to go to the director, you know, and like make everything nice with him. But we're in a process that very day. We're going to start a process about how we're going to hire the new director for the new merged company. And he's like, she's suggesting in the papers that we just go ahead and hire this guy. And then she's, and right before that, she's put this pressure on me about probably should come out you know, like probably she comes to this position on the board. So straight up gangster move. I thought it was, uh, you know, I find out afterwards that it was him that told her to write the letter or, you know, he told her the contents of the letter. Anyway, he does that. After a couple of months, I realized he does a good job. So I, I, I maneuver myself to like be on the committee that makes the decision whether to recommend him and, 
since I'm the vice chairman, I, I get put on it automatically. And then, um, yeah, so we, we keep him, but uh, you're right. I think they probably had this vendetta. Like she might have had a vendetta because I, I have experience outside of their student organization in Oslo with, with the bigger student organization and then at the national level. And then I have international organizational experience in not just Norway, but my home country and America. So when they look at my CV, they haven't had, they may not have had that experience and they may not be able to relate to it. And then when I say some stuff, they tell me that hey, one guy on the board says, you know, you're kind of cocky. Just that's a straight up balsam moment for me. Um, me too. But, but uh, here's the thing. Um, so this guy, I'm still on the board with these people, all of these players. I'm still on the, the student welfare company board. Um, anyway, so I walk, I, when this happens, you know, it's really shocking because I didn't just lose the Nestle position. I got kicked off of my original international officer position because the person, a, a woman from Yemen that I was training to eventually replace me a year from now, decides to run up against me. She's, she goes to the same campus that all of these people are at. And that campus has like half of the votes of the other three campuses combined. So I get actually kicked out of my old position, even though I've only had it for half the time as everyone else has had, because I came in to help. Anyway, um, she, uh, this woman, this woman that takes my position, you know, she's not, she does, she's not into any of this like uh, entry. She's taking a master's in leadership. She's up in there. And you know, they, you know, you know, um, my original leader. You know, after she, you know, I got, I went, I lose both elections. Then she comes to me at the end of the meeting, crying, right, along with the bigger boss, right. And she's coming, you know, can I get a hug? And you know, and she's so sorry. And you know, I'm there looking at this woman. I'm like, no. Anyway, um, but she tries to do some gangster shit on the on my protege who replaced me because um, my protege, I had told her about my protege about some of the difficult things that had happened, and then she, I I suspect that uh, when they realized that they lost me out of my original international officer position. Look, I'm like, I've been in, I've had experience, yeah. I'm overqualified for it. When, when they, and when they lose me and get this person who is really new, they, I think they try to kick her out by suggesting that they don't have a, that uh, they've heard that she wants to replace um, my boss because she's really ambitious, this young lady from Yemen. Anyway, so my boss, old boss tries to like get the, executive committee, um, like, you know, there are rumors going around apparently that she says that she wants to raise a vote of no confidence against everybody. And then my old boss tries to turn it around onto her. And then um, the voice that they have, the proof that they have is this Norwegian, young Norwegian girl who 
got ousted out of her, one of her student council positions that, you know, that is connected to the student organization. And she was there sitting with this girl and me, and she heard some of this gangster shit, and she was like, oh, she wrapped me up into it as well. And hang, so hang now... On, hang on one second, because I just... We had some other people that dialed in and wanted to share as I'm well. sorry. Oh, no, no apologies. It's, I've been listening. It is fascinating. Global system, <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, Can I just say 10 seconds? Yes, if sir. that's okay, I just want to wrap it off by saying that um, she, my protege, brought a, um, a discrimination suit against them, and then um, and that uh, I've spread the word silently about this racial comment that has been made, and I'm, I'm letting it like permeate through the system before I decide what to do in the future. And uh, thank you for listening, everyone. For sure, for sure. Hang hang tight with us in case uh, folks want to get a question in. Uh, Thomas in New York, you should be with us as well. Uh, and uh, caller at eight five six two, you should be with us as well. Hello, can I be heard? Yes, Puff. Uh, yes, this is uh, Puff. Greetings to everybody listening. Uh, uh, I'm I'm intrigued by the uh, caller in Norway here. I'm gonna give a little bit of feedback, just a just a few comments that I got. Um, first of all, uh, to to me, and it is a global system, just like uh, just like Gus just said. Um, to me, it's not just that organization, but whites make up the rules and control the destiny of the organization. Uh, sure. They won't share this with the non-white people because, you know, it'll get them an inside track. In other words, they'll have knowledge. And with the knowledge, you won't be as ignorant and dumbfounded and waiting on, you know, their decisions or their cues and all this type of stuff. But um, uh, anytime they replace somebody with somebody new, that means that they they trying to manipulate them. That's people that they can manipulate. You know too much. The person in Norway, he knows too much about the organization and how it should be run and the rules. So she can't run game on you. She tried to run game on you. That's why That's why she uh, came to you crying and all this type of stuff and cracking sexual jokes to see how you react. She, she testing the waters because she really know. I mean, even though she know music and all this old type of stuff, she really don't know, twice don't know about black people, you know, about, you know, different type of black people. Uh, they What they know is very marginalized and very, just like you just said, gangster, quote-unquote, you know, whatever. And uh, the second comment I want to make is, you know, with the sexual jokes, you know, what they were doing was to see if you could be manipulated sexually, in which you can't, and that was a blow to her ego. See, white women think that, you know what I'm saying, since, since the whole world is on the white standard of beauty, you know what I'm saying? Nobody can turn down their beauty, quote unquote. Can I? Re- can in I? They mind. And when they, when they, when you turn it down, they can't handle it. Their ego can't handle it because they've been told by every commercial that come on the magazine and everything that they are the standard. They the standard. So you know what I'm saying? Even though they they shake like a Tetris block or whatever, or or look like uh, the average. The average anything, they just 
they got, you know what I'm saying, they, they, we on the white standard of beauty. That's the whole thing. And so when, when you turn them down, they can't take it. You're supposed to fall at their feet at all times, you know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, that's all I want to say. I made a counter-racist uh, move to that particular move. And uh, if I may respond, Gus. Gus? Hello? All right, I hit my mute button. Yes, sir, feel free. Uh, yes, thank you. After this, uh, I've been in a couple of tragic arrangements, right? And I knew that this woman, uh, my leader, was uh, willing to, could see that and was willing to manipulate anything. Um, so what I, but uh, after I had made a decision that I need to heal up, I need to go back to the goddess, and I, I've just found the most beautiful black woman that I could find, and yeah. she's my screensaver on my on my on my phone, and now she's I have it blown up into a big A3 size, and that's the first thing anybody sees when they come into my room. There it is. It's called protection, and you would be amazed how many white women are asking me, "Who is this woman?" It's like it's done. It's, I've got the picture from Sports Illustrated, right? It doesn't have the logo or anything on it. But they just ask you, who's this woman? Because it's a black man and it's a black woman. And they'll be like, who, who is this your girlfriend? And I don't respond. There, white you're women are asking me this. Yes. It's called protection. And I feel it slowly helped my mind uh, come out of uh, the state that it's put into the tragic arrangement. Amen. I've got wow. on my I've got on my Facebook page. I got my mother and my sister as my cover photo, big and motherfucking. Excuse my language, bold. G rated calibration. Amen. Make sure we keep it G rated. G rated. Uh, Thomas in New York. Uh, did you have comments you wanted to get in as well, Thomas in New York? Oh, your uh, your your volume is is low. It's hard to hear you. Can you hear me now? That's better. Okay, hold on, hold on. Okay, can you hear me better now? Much better, much better. Yes. Good afternoon. It's good to be speaking um early in the morning to you guys. Um, um, you know, I was on last night. Gus, man, these people had me. Uh, on the plantation the last two days, man, they beat me to death. So, I mean, I, I just got home from work. I put my headphones on, and I had some workplace racism to get into, but I dozed right off, man. I didn't wake up until 5 o'clock in the morning starving. But um, I, I um, um, did you? can I make some comments, or are we talking about what the gentleman was talking about from Norway? Oh, well, you know, it's workplace racism is always acceptable. So if you want to share that, that's fine. Or if you, you know, want to give some comments to, to what he had to share, that that would be fine as well. Yeah, I got through the, the clips yesterday on the phone, and I had um a few observations on that. Um, because, the, you know, um, let me see, um, the, the when. When when they had that story, man, you talk about that lady, Miss Essex. It was Miss Essex. When they were talking about the elected prosecutors, 
who were who were black, and um, it was like one in one one whole state of the elected. It's like 126, but we have one black one. And how that lady spent this fast? Well, it's really a male female issue because 80 something percent are males, and it's only a certain. I said, man, that's just like what that lady did on the show that day. I mean, he just flipped it from racism to, I guess you what you call sexism. Um, and, um, you know, we were told that the cops and the, the prosecutors work together, but it did seem to work that way for those white women that they were talking about that, that black, um, prosecutor, lady prosecutor from Long Island had to come and say, well, I, I went out ahead and charged these women because I felt like they needed to be charged because the cops came to me and said, yo, why haven't charged them yet? Those white prosecutors wasn't working with the cops when it came to those white women. Um, the Kyla Jenny story was uh, was was racist because the people who did the story, she just did a thing in blackface. I sent that to you a couple of months ago, uh, with her in blackface and um, well, you know, I guess the street, the new age blackface, you know, a little sparkle in it, but you know, she got the black lips now, the black cornrows, the black rapper, you know what I mean? Come on, stop it. Um, and the lady slammed in her jail um, jail cell. That was just terrible how these people just get transferred, never fired. Um, that that was my observations from yesterday. And also um, I checked out the Ben Tillman. And, um, you know, this, this is one of the reasons why I start I stopped voting and participating in my own demise, you know, voting for the system. Um, you know, it's, the book proved this week that white supremacy trumps everything. You know, that ideology... Um, because if it wasn't for it, you know, you see how these white people were strictly living in feudalism, man. They were just dueling each other. Um, but, you know, the, the, if you look at Europe, as small as it is, you know, I mean, um, you know, I, I think um, the, the, the state of Michigan is larger than um, the United Kingdom. And, um, you know, Montana is larger than Germany. I mean, like, this is really small. You know, they make it big on a map. Um, look how many countries is there. I mean, all those duels over time, you know, they'll just put lines up to divide themselves. You know, um, they live under feudalism. The only thing that stopped it was they got here and they got some niggas and they had something else to galvanize, someone else to feud with, you know. Even if they have to make it up, you know, it keeps them from fighting each other. That's what I think. Um, and I have an, um, a couple of, man, I had a, I have a coworker, man, he's, um, a young black guy, but he's uncodified, you know, and, um, man, we had the perfect situation. Every Friday at work, they do this thing called wine and cheese. Now, of course, you know, um, I, I do the, uh, I do the furniture. So, you know, when we have these conferences, we have to open up the walls to make the rooms bigger or smaller, close them, you know, take the dining furniture out, carry that out, put it in the closet, bring in whatever other furniture is needed for the conference. It's back-breaking, drooling work. It's all day, nonstop. And um, um, so we set it up for this wine and cheese every Friday. And, um, you know, they spend at least ten to $15,000 buying wine and cheese for the, all the attorneys, the 2,000 or so that work at that at that location, to come and, you know, sit back and 
have their wine and cheese. And while that's going on, I'm still working. I'm still in uniform. You know, I'm doing the next conference room or I'm moving something upstairs or whatever they have me doing. So um, we don't participate in it, of course. But, um, man, around 11 o'clock at that night, this was Friday, I'm, you know, getting ready to go home. You know, we finally finished doing everything we needed to do. And um, I go to the bathroom, and it's a white male on the floor with his pants down, his shirt up, face down on the floor, drunk out of his mind. So, you know, I, my thing is, yo, let's get out. Let's, let's take a picture of him and send it to the boss. You know, that's just for this dude. But, you know, like I said, the young guy, he was uncodified. You know, he helps the guy up. And, you know, either way, um, someone from the building saw him that they, they called security. And security went looking for him. But this guy worked with hit the guy, so they won't find him. Someone he didn't know, a white guy he didn't know, sitting there pissy drunk on the floor. I... I I was so mad. I just, you know, but I didn't want to go there on some um, uncodifiedness. So I, you know, I let him do what he does. I just didn't do anything. I wasn't helping him do nothing, you know, but it just really got me, man. And um, that that was my, my workplace racism story, you know, because I was just like, damn, I wish I was there by myself, man. I would have took a picture of him. I would have sent it to the director, it would have been over, you know what I'm saying? Because, God, if it was a black person on the floor, man, you know, that white person walked in here, it would have been that dude's job instantly, you know? Uh, I'll mute my line for now, and thanks for taking my call. Um, um, love the show, and I'm going to keep listening. Thank you. Oh, that is hilarious. That is hilarious. Well, the victim, you know, victim, victim. But that's what we say all the time. No helping white people. No helping white people. Uh, and that's part of our victimization. You know, I really make an effort to not, um, like, look down on other victims. I'm not saying you did that. I'm just saying, you know, in general, I try to really make an effort to not look down on other, other black people. Like, we're all victims. Uh, I know even myself, um, when I was at the grocery store and I was wilding out listening to that clip on the uh, prosecutors. Um, but I was standing a white person they went and you know how they have the uh the doors right on the in the like frozen section and so uh he opened the door and you know it'll catch so it'll stay open if you're if you need it to be open for a while it uh caught so it didn't close automatically he got whatever he was getting and left and I almost went to close the door and I was just like, what the heck? Like, uh, like uh, this dude, I'm sure he saw that the door was open and he just left it there. Like, I'm not, you know, like whatever. But I mean, I think that's just we have been conditioned to help white people like all the time. It's blasted. It's all over television and every place else. So, um, yeah, that's just a part of what it is. That's probably the best thing to just not get involved at all. But I absolutely would have been trying to take a picture and <laughs> have him on, on the company website and the whole nine, see if you can get his job, everything. I mean, and exactly because I think someone they shared uh, workplace racism yesterday about how black people don't get those same type of opportunities on the job. Like they were saying that this basically, in my opinion, this white woman stole from the company. She was, uh, she took the company credit card and rang up like a $3,000 bill and they allowed her to pay the money back um, that she was not supposed to spend. And we were just basically just like, you know, can you imagine a black person running up a $3,000 bill on a company credit card that they were not authorized to use? And you know, this is, and, and I think, 
the white person who authorized this, I think they like withheld this information from other more powerful white people who could have maybe fired this person or maybe brought charges or what have you. Like this, this other white person uh, helped lie to make this happen. Uh, and I was just like, that sort of thing is happening all the time on the job. That's why I said when the caller in uh, Norway that that white woman, it probably there were dialogues immediately, probably from the time when you won the election before uh, about what we're going to do to beat this nigga next time. Like that's just the way. Yeah. That's just the she, way that white they, people get down. They walk together for coffee. They smoke together. She's closer with this uh, older woman than her own um, vice president. You're right. And I saw it too. And I, you know, I kind of like, I told her, like, I, I know who you're, I know that uh, Tonya is your real vice president. I mean, that's exactly what I would do if I was in your position. And that's exactly what I did do. I drink from the former leader's experience. I go as far back as I can. So I wasn't surprised at what she was doing. But now I'm sitting on a board with all of them. And I'm just, uh, I'm let, I, I realized that uh, they know that I know that I was racially abused and that I am, that I haven't done anything, that I've spoken about it with some people, but I haven't done anything about it. And I'm uh, falling back. I don't know if that's a good uh, strategy. Well, you keep a record of it. You know, keep a record of everything they do, a date, time, and um, yeah, it's a good strategy because when it comes when the when the other shoe drops, I hate to use the metaphor, <laughs> but um, when the other shoe drops, you know, you like, hey, I got dates, I got times, you know, to get a witness or two. Um, that would be excellent, excellent. And you know, the reason why I didn't do anything was because you know I kept thinking to myself, oh, why'd you do that? Um, um, huh? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, oh, I, I was, I didn't say anything to the guy because I'm keep thinking. I, I, you know, I work with black, five black, four black guys, and you know, I, I you know, I, I gave him a little litmus test. One of them, you know, he, he's into, you know, counter racism. The other, this one, like I said, very uncodified, and I didn't want to, you know, reveal, you know, my, you know, my cow, you know just trying to stay codified in the workplace. So I just say, you know, I'm going to let him do what he does, you know, and, and see what happens. But I ain't helping, you know. Uh, and, and, you know, the one guy on the job, I hate to come back in, but the one guy on the job, man, he caught me because one of the responsibilities we have is during the day we have to um, go to the, you know, two restrooms on each floor and just, you know, go in and wipe the sink down and, and do a quick mop job. But, when we do that, you know, we put a wet sign outside the door, meaning don't come in the bathroom, you know, somebody's in there doing something. But what these white women will walk past all the deterrents. I put, I leave the door open with the garbage can. I put a wet floor sign in front of that. I put a chair in the uh, next door. And, you know, they'll walk past all that and act like they didn't see it. And how didn't you see all of that? You know, now, oh, like, I really got to go. Well, like, I'm going to leave, you know, and don't don't walk on the wet floor because if you do, you're going to leave a shoe print. And then when my boss comes to check behind, he's going to say I didn't do the job, you know. But so, you know, I'm, I, it's, it's been frustrating me 
that, you know, this has been going on. So I kind of hit my threshold this week. I can't remember this day. And, um, the, you know, so this lady comes, you know, I really have to go. It's really bad. And I'm like, nah, you can't come in here because I just mopped and you're going to make the floor dirty and I'm going to get in trouble, whatever. And somebody else said, oh, go to this other restroom on another floor. And she kind of went. And, um, you know, I told this story to this gentleman that I talked to that seems to be interested in counter-racism. And uh, he said, yo, I learned from you, and you're going to turn around and do the dumbest thing ever. Now, what if she was a partner? What if she, you know, just let him go to the bathroom, put in your blackberry, hey, I did the floor, and somebody went in. The... And I'm like, you're right, you know. Yeah, he kind of caught me, you know, because I'm like, you know, black people, you know, they'll say, oh, you're doing it, okay, I'll, I'll come back, you know. But these white women are like, no, you know, you're leaving, and I'm going to the bathroom, I don't care. And, um, you know, he kind of caught me, you know, because that would have, you know, of course, you know, I don't want him here anymore. And partner says that or senior, you know, attorney, then I'm gone, you know. So I have to remain codified even more so, a learning experience. But um, what the, the gentleman's talking about in Norway is very interesting because it kind of plays out here, too. Um, I guess, you know, thank God I've gone to school with white women white girls at the time, you know, in high school, that was my first experience with being around, you know, all the schools I ever went to before then was all black. Um, and um, it was probably 33% of the, the, the school black, 33% white, 33% Latino, Hispanic, whatever you want to call Spanish-speaking people that are some black, some white, but they speak Spanish, so they identify as that. But either way, um, there was a lot of that cowbell stuff going on. Luckily for me, you know, I guess it never came my way. And um, working in the workplace, man, it's a lot of cowbells um, that go on there, too. And um, I had to go and um, move a attorney to, to this week, and it was two black guys, you know. So, you know, you, you know, you see other black people at a place where there's not a lot of black people, you know, you kind of look at each other and give each other, uh, you know, a little, hey, what's going on, you know. They, you know, speak to me. But when I was both of these black males, when I went in their office, they had a picture of a white male in their doggone thing, cubicle. That's their man. And I said, damn, you know, damn. I'll be my mom. I know. We are G-rated. Uh, it is uh, <laughs> Sunday morning. I don't know what's up uh, with that, but we are still G-rated. Um, Sorry. We, uh, we will live. We will live. Um, we, uh, this is not the three hours. So folks, if you all have, uh, things you want to get in before we wrap up, uh, feel free to chime in. You should get a hand up now. Uh, I think Shani got, uh, bumped off. Uh, I just, I'd heard some background noise. I muted her line really quick and then I unmuted her and then her line got dropped. Uh, I was trying to see if we could get her back in. Cause she had, she had said like from the very beginning that she had workplace racism incidents to share as well. Um, I can't, oh, there she is, right on. Uh, wonderful, Shannon, glad to hear from you. Uh, did you want to share workplace racism too? Because I know you said you had that to share like from the very beginning. Uh, yeah, actually, can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Uh, well, this week, um, I have, I believe I have this discussed in the show, on a previous show about a, a, uh, white male suspected racist who sent a photo of a person with a gun to their head 
and he sent it to a group alias, everybody. Um, well, that individual, he just got promoted, and Friday was his last day, so he got promoted to sales, and they had a party for him. So me being codified, I didn't participate in this. I haven't actually participated in any brunches that they have for anybody who's gotten promoted, and neither of them were black, of course. Um, I didn't bring any food in, and I didn't eat any of the food. Because I was so disgusted by the fact that my boss didn't, I felt like she didn't do enough. Um, but that's to be expected. Um, he's only been there for two years. It's not like he's been there for eight years and he has like some type of tenure. He's only been there for two years. Um, but other than that, um, that, that, that really uh, concerned me and showed me what her values were pretty much. Um, there was, Two non-white people that work with me, they obviously contributed to the part. Well, one didn't bring anything, but they both ate something. Um, you know, they're trying to save face. Even though they knew what he did was wrong, they still went ahead and participated. Uh, but I took a stand, and um, I don't regret my decision. I know they probably were talking about me when I went away to lunch because they probably thought it was weird, and it makes it like there's a problem. Um, there was a, there was obviously all my favorite food was there and I didn't even eat it. That's how disgusted I was. And that's not normal for me to just turn down my favorite food. So I was just disgusted with the fact that this individual, you know, who I could be scared of, you know, I could be scared of you. You're, you're, you're posting a photo of someone with a gun to their head. I don't know what that means. You know, so I could be scared of you. I have a right. You, you're showing a weapon, you know, I can be scared of all the other two white males that are there, they sit there and talk about how they have these kind of guns on buying this gun, and they talk about it openly. And my boss is sitting right there, and she's not even doing anything. So if my friend Kenny was to talk about, oh, I got this new gun, they'll look at him and be suspicious as, oh, is he going to come in here and shoot up the place? Because, you know, everybody's looking at the news right now. All these black people are getting killed by cops and stuff and white people. You know, why wouldn't a black person try something? So at this point, you know, it doesn't matter. I I decided, obviously, I'm not staying at this company anymore. I'm moving on, going to a different career, going to a legal field. So I'm pretty excited about starting that. So, but um, that's all I have to say. Right on. Right on. That uh, being promoted for racist behavior, behavior that supports, reinforces racism, white supremacy, that's pretty uh, standard. And I think this white guy had a, a pattern of sending inappropriate workplace photographs, uh, even even up till the day of his, his party, he was still engaged in this behavior. Uh, but that's just... Yes, standard. he did. Yeah, so I mean, that's just standard, standard operating uh, procedure where white people uh, they violate the rules, break all kinds of rule, rules and codes, and they don't get uh, in trouble. They get promoted. So, you know, that's uh, that's just another aspect of the system in which we live. Um, man, the, the, I guess I can save it because uh, it'll probably be going on for some weeks. But uh, particularly people, well, I guess you don't have to even be in North Carolina. I would definitely be uh, attentive to what's going down in North Carolina with the Jonathan Farrell trial, I think that's going to get a lot more attention than it originally did. Um, and I, I, as I said, I've said all along, I think it's going to be traumatic for black people seeing all that played out, particularly if they release the, 
the dash cam photo so that we get to see yet another black person being killed by a white person, unarmed black person. Uh, any anybody else? Uh, anything else they want to make sure they get in before we wrap things up? Gus? Yes. Uh, just wanted to say one more thing. Uh, when I had discussed my da- to my dad about the situation with this white male sending uh, the photo, uh, my dad's response was, Chantel, do you really want to get him in trouble? When I told him he was white, he said, do you really want to get him in trouble? I was like, you don't think it was wrong what he did? He's like, yeah, but, you know, I, I don't know what that means. So basically, because he's white, it's like, you know, but if he was black, my dad would be like, oh, yeah, go ahead and do something. But the fact that my dad was basically saying, you don't want to ruin this young man's life. I mean, he's white, and uh, he has a lot going for him. Except when it comes to a black person, it's like they really don't have anything. So that was him really displaying his um, acceptance of the reality that, um, you know, when white people are in the workplace and they do things that are inappropriate, they get rewarded, and he knows it all too well. And you're basically telling your daughter that that's how it is. So why would you want your daughter to work in that kind of environment? I'm done. Oh. Yep, that's the same uh, mentality that the prosecutors displayed to those white women who were abusing their children. Uh, we don't want to prosecute this. Why, why, why ruin these young white women's lives? <laughs> like that, that mentality seems to uh, apply across the board. Even Donald Sterling got there. Remember, they were saying he was a victim. Uh, or I remember, <laughs> I remember uh, they were saying Donald Sterling was a victim uh, last year uh, after the whole situation. Anywho, uh, any anybody else have comments they want to make sure they got in before we wrap up? Yes, I do. Go ahead. Um, this person who said this comment, I mean, he's effectively become the leader since the the original leader is still sick, um, on sick leave. So he's the leader. So racists get promoted. They don't get fired under the system of white supremacy. I mean, this is a full-time job. He's promoted. Uh, he holds other major, like, student representative positions. And uh, my feeling about these videos is that uh, it's, uh, I'm not sure, I'm not too certain how, how, how often we need to see all of this uh, violence being played out on us. I feel like it's uh, the timing of all of this as Obama is ending his presidency. It's like they want to make sure, the system wants to make sure that black people know their place um, just in time for the new president that will uh, take over after Obama. Um, thank you for um, listening to my um, my story. Um, and I really appreciate the suggestions. That's all. Right on. Thank you for sharing. Definitely uh, appreciate the commentary. You've uh, participated in quite a few of our earlier and some of the not early programs, just some of the normal broadcasts that we've had. Definitely appreciate it. And uh, I th- I, I've said that all along. I think being able to, to hear from uh, victims who are in different parts of the world to just kind of see the similarities in terms of how white people function, I think that that can do a lot to really solidify what it means to be white uh, and that white people understand that all over the world uh, and that they engage in a lot of the exact same sorts of 
behaviors worldwide. Uh, it is a total system. Real quick, I just remembered what I wanted to say. I'm telling the other person on my on our working group, executive group, what happened. She sits with me with this leader and so on, right? And I tell her about this white girl. And um, I'm like, look, this is what happened. And I'm asking her for help, codified. I'm like, what can you do to help me? And, you know, and so on, you know, because she studies law. And, you know, you know, she's like, you know, not really, not really having anything to say other, you know, like she's going through a process where she's trying to believe what I say is true. And then uh, the only thing she says is like, you know, well, I would be, yeah, I'd like to help as I can as long as you're not going to go and kill anybody. So she's suggesting that I'm going to kill someone. That is correct. Well, I was, I almost said crazy. But that is typical white pathology and projection, because, I mean, who is more murderous than whites? Uh, they bra American sniper. They brag about killing, uh, but then project that on us. You're going to go kill somebody. And, and I think some of that, too, is that they know uh, the war that they're engaged against us, uh, that it would be justified. And I think even to some degree that they expect at some level uh, that we should be figuring this out and, and planning oh. our counter-offensives. Counter so it's it's like, I think that is, uh, that might even be subconsciously some of the subtext of that statement as well. But I think just the tackiness, ta what is it, tacky, trashy, terroristic, that's what you can expect. Racist man, racist woman, racist child. I think that, that too, uh, for this week, I just published uh, my report about white, uh, white girls do it better and mm. the role of white women and, and all of that to hear uh the same thing and and with uh all the attention on angela merkel uh in germany where the non-white child basically mm -hmm. asking for refuge asking for asylum in tears and and she just says hey you know life is tough man you know like uh it's nothing nothing we can do for you <laughs> like uh i mean that is and germany wouldn't have that wealth if they didn't have that, um, hundreds of years of uh, colonialism, Absolutely. all of those European countries, France has like about six African countries that they're still milking money out of every year. They're milking money. Africa, these African countries have to be paying them back for colonialism. Absolutely, absolutely. But I, I, I would have included that. I was just, I think, a day or two early uh in my article being published before that happened but that absolutely would have been included and uh the photo or the big to-do that came about uh queen elizabeth and the uh nazi salute <laughs> that got published that was a huge deal uh, across the pond uh, or i guess here too because they were talking about it over here as well but uh, again the role of the power of white women in the system uh they are incredibly dangerous uh all around giant that that was why i concluded the article. jonathan farrell uh it is uh randall carrick is going to be on trial but it was a white woman who identified jonathan farrell as a prowler and summoned white race soldiers to come and execute him uh she is not facing any charges of course i would i would like to suggest that white women are more dangerous than white men because they've got the, the female ability to commune together and to share information amongst themselves really quickly and to work in teams. And then they're really good at deception. And that's even more powerful, I mean, as the system is refined. 
and uh, yeah, I suspect there. And, and then, then they will run the sexual game that will confuse uh, men. I think we should consider that for white, for black men in particular, white women are much more dangerous because deception is more dangerous than uh, direct violence. Hmm. Right on. We uh, will be back tomorrow. Uh, remind folks, uh, Anthony Ware, the situation in Alabama, a uh, black male just a few days ago uh, died in police custody. They admitted to pepper spraying him and said, basically, they have said that they think this was some sort of uh, asthmatic attack, uh, but they don't have uh, the results of the autopsy or anything conclusive at this time. Um, they have released about two hours of dash cam footage. Uh, they somehow explain that their budget didn't allow for them to have enough body cameras to have footage of the key moments that show exactly what happened, uh, that led to the death of Mr. Ware. Uh, it has, uh, just been, uh, Really nasty case all the way around. They, they've already requested that the uh, Department of Justice investigate uh, what happened uh, in this case. But we should have some of his family uh, and friends on the program. Uh, still, if there's anyone down to help out getting the uh, GoFundMe page or other type crowdfunding page together, just drop me an email or a Facebook message. Would appreciate the help. Would like to get that done uh, before the program tomorrow. That's Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Uh, when some of the witnesses, family, friends of Mr. Ware will be on the program to just make sure we get an update uh, and get their view on what has transpired and how the police, Tuscaloosa uh, police, have uh, dealt uh, with the death of this black male. Uh, but that's tomorrow, Monday evening, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Good to hear uh, from all the folks all over the world. Uh, great to hear from everyone. I hope it was a constructive investment of your Monday morning or I guess depending on where you are Monday afternoon. Uh, thanks again. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. We also should have some other programs. Pam should be with us uh, on Wednesday. So you can look out for that normal time, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Invest if you think the program is constructive. Racism hyphen notes dot blogspot dot com. Racism hyphen notes dot blogspot dot com. Listener supported counter racist radio paypal is in the top right corner if you're not into paypal drop me an email and we will get you a physical mailing address uh, the email again is until justice at gmail.com until justice at gmail.com remain codified remain as safe as possible uh, really be alert to your uh, surroundings uh, and just do as much as you can to not help white people. Very, very important. Creator, we ask that you help us remain patient with other black people, victims of racism. We ask that you help us remain patient with ourselves. Remind us to demonstrate the highest levels of black self-respect at all times, in all places, each and every time we are in contact with another black person. It has been time. Replace white supremacy with justice immediately. Cows signing out. Thanks all for tuning in. Nigga, you so brainwashed. I'm a victim, no brother. Problem. You're a victim. Yeah.
I'm a victim of 400 years of conditioning. Shut up. The man has programmed my conditioning. Even my conditioning has been conditioned. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.